Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to HWA Radio here. It's, it's took this long, but we finally made it show 50. It's our golden anniversary, so to speak. And uh, joining me as a partner in crime is a good old CR. Well, glad to be here, but if you think I got you an anniversary present, you're going to be sadly mistaken. <laughs> I'd be happy with a beer right now, but... Uh, <laughs> I know you got uh, several. You might have. I don't know if Gene has cleaned you out. That's a possibility. Well, you know he. Uh, oh, I tell you, I don't know. I can't keep anything. I got. I got to put a brand new lock on the damn liquor cabinet. <laughs> Do you pick the old one or just bite through it? <laughs> oh, I tell you, it's, it's, uh, he should be a safe cracker for Christ's sake. Nothing. This guy. He just. <laughs> good lord. All right, as we usually start things off here, we'll do the power rankings, and it uh, doesn't look like a whole lot's changed here, so I guess we'll be able to whip through this. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of changes here. Uh, we still have our top three. The champions have uh, remained uh, the same. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> Number one, our world champion, Gluteus Maximus. <laughs> <clears throat> Number two, the inter-horseman champion, Bufu, retains his title. I was very happy to see that. Yes, I was, too. Uh, Coming at number three, the stinkiest champion we've ever had, Redneck Rufus. Uh, it's a name you can smell anymore. You just after having been around no. him. Uh. Jesus, you don't want to get within 100 yards of that guy. You want to be <laughs> downwind, that's for sure. <laughs> of course, uh, number four, the number one contender to the world title is Damian Bloodlust. Uh, number five, Roadhouse Roy. Number six is Nigel Zark. Number seven, Corporal Punishment. Number eight is Spooge. Clocking in here, the, the new one. Coming in after his uh, nice victory against the newcomer, old Vivacious Vic. He gets in at number nine. He jumps ahead of the Goldfather, who's at 10. And I don't know why he's hanging around there. He hasn't wrestled in forever. But uh, I guess that, that one against Sabu must have impressed somebody because he's still there. Well, Sabu's a big guy. You beat Sabu. You, can, you beat the man, you are the man, or something like that. I guess. And then the women's, of course, our two champions remain the same. Number one, Morning Glory Hall, our women's champion. Number two, Masato Mayhem retains her title. She squashed Kelly Boone. <laughs> Ugh, that was that was a thing to see. Jesus. Uh, number three, La Tarantula. Number four, I guess the number one contender for the women's title, BT Goth. And uh, our newbie at number five is Lucy Fur. All right. So, uh, Lucy Fur, how'd she get in there? <laughs> I didn't know she did anything. Every, every once in a while, you just have to wait for somebody to fall out before you Well, we don't have a whole lot of women's matches. <laughs> and Kelly Boone was number five, and she lost. So, I guess uh, hovering around six or seven, they just moved Lucy into that slot and all right. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with him. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and recap here. Talking about uh, Vic Volger. Let's talk about it. He's the first match, the Extreme Rules match, ver him versus Manus Nutsak. He's from Sweden or Finland or something like that. I don't know what the fuck he's hey, Nutsack, I hate the Dutch. <laughs> Scandinavian guy. <laughs> he's he's tight like a toyger, don't you know? But uh, it's, it's always interesting to see a new wrestler in his or her first match. And uh, I was certainly not disappointed by this first sanctioned match of Manist. I mean, first of all, he's a big guy. I didn't notice how big he was uh, just in the in the back locker room. And I saw him up against Vic Vogel. like, holy shit, that dude's got some size. Uh, but uh, a little taller than Vic. Probably a good 40 pounds on him, though. And he didn't waste any time in bringing the pain either. I, I could see why Deuce was so anxious to, to get back to the, the locker room and sign him. Yeah, well, what do you mean you were checking him out in the locker room and saw he was a big guy? What the hell were you On the at? video. Everybody saw the video. Oh, I thought maybe you were personally in the locker room sizing him up or something. No. That's uh, that's more uh, get, Fritz von get, get, get a little worried about you. Things uh, things getting a little lonely down there in Bedwood. Uh, well, the Gimp might, might have an interest. I'm not sure. You never oh, know. Jesus <laughs> God, you keep that mask to yourself. He sees the nuts and it's like, oh, it's party time. 
the music comes on. Yeah, I will say this. He certainly came out like a house of fire there early in the match. And, you know, Deuce, he needs to add some muscle to that stable. And it looks like he got himself a couple of guys that, but again, I said, how long is it going to last? Uh, they don't have a whole lot of time to make an impression. That's right. But, uh, you know, maybe if uh, further on, we, we don't know what the future holds for the HWA, but uh, maybe eventually down the line, they'll be able to slide it in the uh, title picture. If we eventually hit the, uh, as I'm calling it, uh, theoretically right now, it's just a working title, but V3, version 3, uh, after the original of the classic. Of course, this uh, we're in the reboot here. And uh, so if... if Version three comes along. You never know. He might have a, a big shot at it. But uh, at least in this match, there's plenty of action. But there's, there's a good bit of controversy. It was good to see an Extreme Rules match that actually got extreme, first of all. Uh, Vic slid out. He brought in a sledgehammer, hoping to use it as a, a nutcracker. But uh, that backfired. He got the, the handle shoved into his jewels. Uh, but then there was a move by Manus that I had to slow it down. I, I, I did the frame by frame and it was, it, it ended up being a flip off the turnbuckle and then a quick reversal into a scissors driver. That just uh, great athleticism by, by this uh, newcomer, Nutsack, Nutsack, whatever it is. But, uh, the, the pin that followed, the, I was a little suspect. I, I'm sure Rue uh, had the best angle to know. I, I didn't see the, the space under the shoulder from where, from my vantage point, but, uh, that was an awful close count uh, to a three count. Uh, I, I think it, I think it very well could have been. Yeah, like you said, Rue had the best look at it, and uh, you know, on the other side, it all takes you got to get that you get that shoulder up just a fraction of an inch. They got to call off the count. So uh, I'm not going to question Rue. We we know uh, his integrity is unimpeachable in my book. So uh, I'm not going to say anything about him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, he 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 saw something that we po- couldn't possibly see. Uh, Vic eventually did get his shit together after pounding it took uh, after Manus threw uh, he threw Vic out. And then Vic comes back with a double axe handle uh, off the top rope. It's kind of like he got thrown over the top rope. And yet, yet Manus, I don't know if he was uh, winded or something like that. He kind of nailed down. Uh, you got Vic. He goes up on that top rope and comes down just spinning around just in time. Boom, right in the head with that double axe handle. Uh, and then he, well, he, he teabags Manus uh, with the, uh, the taint nothing. But his finishing move, this was truly bizarre to me. Uh, there was a lot of gyrating of the pelvis, uh, kind of like swinging it. I don't know if he was trying to do it hypnotically or something. And then he just lands on on him and just punches the shit out of him right in the head and uh, that leads to a three count but it's it's certainly not a three count that i would uh call customary to say the least no i was very surprised that that's uh, that's what put manis down but i i think what may have really got him was that double axe handle i think that uh i think that scrambled his brain a little bit when he came down because if you remember he he kind of threw Vic. I, I think he was looking like he was trying to set Vic up for a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden he turned around and Vic just came down and cracked him right on the noggin there. And uh, then he gave him the old taint and, uh, like you said, teabagged him and, uh, <laughs> you know, could have had the wind knocked out of him. And then Vic just punched the hell out of him a few times and that was it. So That's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a good showing, you know, what the hell. Vic, uh, he's a cagey veteran. Uh, he's been around. So got the job done. You're the kind of guy that would fuck a guy in the ass and not have the goddamn courtesy to give him a reach around. It's just, just everything Vic does. I picture the, 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 the thoughts and, uh, early Emery. Uh, yeah. I'll uh, tell you what I said. The same, I said the same thing to, to, to Gene the other night. <laughs> He's uh, the goddamn last of the pork rinds. Oh God. <laughs> Didn't save me one of them. Son just, of a bitch. Not even, not a crumb, nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Uh, let's go go on to after. Uh, c- congrats to Manus. Uh, good, good first showing there. So uh, welcome to the welcome to the show here. But uh, after that, we had the TLC match. Uh, Maxi Pad, Big Dick is in you. The Gimp and El Loco, and it, it's just another mixed bag from Barnum and Bailey rejects. Uh, it, it's sure to entertain. It always is. 
Uh, but yeah, you said uh, off the air you were disappointed in this match. I found it rather amusing myself. Like uh, when the Gimp performs a piggyback suplex on the pad and kicks the ladder out from a loco, and he goes dangling, and then uh, the Gimp, but he can't decide if he wants to the, <laughs> wants the ladder or not. He picks it up, throws it down, picks it up, throws it down, and that loco just kicks the legs out from under him as if to say, "Knock it out, Pentejo." But uh, maybe I'm just easily entertained. I don't know. Well, I wasn't disappointed in the match as much as I was disappointed in the ending. Um, uh, quite frankly, uh, honest with you, quite frankly, yeah. Uh, you know, El Loco, at one point, everybody was wiped out. He was up there, had his hand on that goddamn log for a good 30, 40 seconds and just wouldn't pop. And uh, I really thought he was going to get the win there. But, uh, oh, well, you know, things happen. Maybe his temperature too high. He had too many chili peppers backstage before he came out and it raised his body temperature. So maybe the, the thermal lock didn't work right. But uh, in any TLC match, you always got to look for the big top of the ladder move. We, we had uh, a couple of those, I think. Uh, the, the one that I came around when the Gimp climbed the ladder to challenge Pad. Pad takes the Gimp up and around, and he, he flies off the ladder with some sort of, I don't know, is it like a combined sidewalk slam brain buster? Just one of the craziest moves I think I've ever seen. What I was curious about is how come these two fat bastards, as big as they are, you got to wonder why they don't go through the mat. All that weight coming down just should like punch a hole right through the mat and down under they go. Yeah, it kind of looked like uh, a little bit like the move that Roadhouse Roy hit on uh, the rubber duck in uh, in the uh, previous week's TLC match. Uh, very devastating maneuver. And like you said, uh, you had two big men falling to earth. Uh, you know, thank God we reinforced those rings the way we do. But uh, yeah, they, they, they were up there. And, and the Gimp, I'll tell you, he put on a, a heck of a show. Um, I, I, I was uh, surprised. He, he looked rather spry out there. Yeah, Gimp was moving around quite a bit. He was, uh, in the end, it was the Gimp. He was able to use the cunning and the, the timing to secure the, the win, uh, along with uh, some physical skill. But Eloko gives Big Dick a, a hurricane throw off the top of the turnbuckle. Immediately, Gimp is right there, just plotting uh, in, the, in the dark, so to speak. He's spent a lot of time in the closet in the dark. But uh, he's right there to, to climb, uh, to clock Eloko with the, with the ladder. Then he slams it in on, on Big Dick's head for good measure. Yeah, I think he went rolling out. Uh, and he sets it up and climbs it. Now, Pat did come back in. Pat tried to stop me. Tried to push the ladder over. All that weight down on the ladder, that big fat ass of his, uh, pushing down the ladder. You're not going to get that. And by the time he figured out to come around and climb, he heard the lock pop, and that that's it. You got to back off. That's the uh, that's the rules of the show here. But uh, tri- tries anybody just couldn't stop him. And it's a big ta- it's a big payday for Gimp uh, after Keys uh, takes his cut naturally. But uh, you know, I, I thought Big Dick was going to win it, uh, but those lawyers are going to have to have to wait for their their payday. Well, as I watched that, uh, when the gimp was up there, it looked like Maxi Pad was trying to get up that ladder, but he kind of stumbled and slid back down. And uh, and then before he could get his footing again, uh, the gimp popped the lock. So hey, congratulations to the big man! Uh, a, a nice victory that might uh, help him out in the in the power rankings in the future, kind of get him back into the title picture. But uh, you know, like I said, it was an entertaining match. I was just a little disappointed with the outcome of it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so you, you got to imagine that the ladder ends up with a lot of sweat on it, with all those with four guys running around beating on each other, and the, it gets a little slippery. Maybe that that might have been the problem for for Maxi Pat, or it could have been uh, <laughs> maybe the blood in his shirt reactivated. Some I'm not even going to go there. Fuck that. Uh, let's talk about the uh, this next match, a great match, uh, the women's national title. It was Masato Mayhem versus Kelly Boom, and there was always going to be a, a tall mountain for Kelly to climb here. She's a good wrestler in some ways, but she still has uh, has a greenness to her. And uh, she not talking about between her legs. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Guys are making comments over here again. Uh, it's just, she's a rookie when when compared to other talents in the ring. And the other thing is that she has yet to develop a killer move, a finisher, a signature, what have you. 
Uh, she really needs to come up with something truly her own. And when that happens, uh, either in the short time we have left or sometime in the future, uh, that'll, that'll put her on her way to, to having a championship caliber. Yeah, well, she was definitely overmatched in this uh, in this contest. There was no doubt about it. Uh, you know, she, she she had a victory that caught her into the uh, into the rankings, got her the title shot. But uh, you know, Masato, uh, you know, Kelly got a little bit of offense in on her. But uh, I think as this match wore on, you saw what was going to happen, and by gum, it did. <laughs> well, you had mentioned that uh, one of the things standing between Masato and a continued reign would be her inability to uh, sometimes pull the trigger. And that's that's exactly what we saw, at least in one instance. It, it was it was a rare glimpse, but uh, Masato was on the top rope. She hesitated, uh, but then flew in an attempt to, to flatten Kelly with, a, I guess, a backflop. She was going to land on her back, uh, kind of just big splash, uh, purple spandex everywhere. Uh, but instead, she landed flat on her back. Uh, Kelly got out of the way. Uh, that, that knocked the wind out of her. Now, what would you call this uh, as a tendency in Masato? I have a hard time thinking it's a lack of confidence, but uh, what, what's your, I mean, you're much closer to, to Chaz and the, the crew back there. What's your take on it? Well, my take is that she's gotten a little bit soft. Oh. Uh, she, she's not the, she's not the, uh, the, the, the ruthless, uh, uber aggressive individual we saw when Chaz first brought her over here. Um, uh, as I've said many times, I think the relationship with Saul is, is, uh, kind of uh, softened her a little bit. And, and sometimes I think it's a little bit of overconfidence as well. Uh, I think sometimes she just uh, gets to the point where she, she feels like she's dominating her opponent. And, you know, like I said, we've seen times where she's, you know, she sets the girl up on the top rope and then she just kind of looks at her for about 10 seconds. And before you know it, she's flat on her back. So uh, yeah, I think it's something that they need to work on. And, and uh, it, when she does come out with that killer instinct and, and she can be a buzzsaw, I mean, she'll go through you like a hot knife through butter, but uh I think a little bit, a uh, little bit of overconfidence in this case too. I, I don't really think she was taking Kelly Boom too serious. Well, it didn't, it didn't take her long to come back around, like like the buzzsaw that you say. Um, the the miss, the, the miss that she uh, with, the, with that backdrop, it was definitely a wake up call from Masato. Now she was able to hit Kelly with a drop kick right off, right off the turnbuckle onto the floor. I think she gouged her head open a little bit. Uh, it's hard to tell with purple hair, but uh, she she had a super uh, superplex that shook the stadium, <laughs> going up way that high. Uh, halfway to the ceiling. And then there was a pair of Shanghai stomps uh, that meant the end of Kelly, uh, her championship aspirations. It was the second one that did it, of course. And uh, Masato, you know, hanging on to the championship gold for, uh, for CSE. It's, it's a pretty, uh, pretty amazing sight that uh, she's kind of on a streak right now. Yeah. The first, the uh, last couple minutes of that match, uh, just, it was too much for Kelly boom to overcome. I mean, you talk about that superplex. I mean, just a, a high impact maneuver and then not one, but two Shanghai stomps. That's going to put anybody down. And, uh, you know, Masato, she can keep things rolling. She'll be defending at the pay-per-view. We'll have to see what happens with her next title defense. Yes, either maybe one or possibly two uh, more defenses. We're going to have to see how what uh, Chaz comes up with. He might be uh, spreading the championships out a little thinner. Uh, maybe doing once a, one a week or, you know, one or two and then one and back and forth like that to see where, who ends up uh, in, the, in, the, in the big show. Well, I'll tell you, if, if I was Chaz... Uh, Morning Glory, who Masato and FU Incorporated wouldn't defend their titles until the pay-per-view. But, uh, <laughs> can't really do that. That would be uh, showing a little bit of favoritism. And I'll give him credit. Uh, so far, he's pretty much called it down the middle uh, as far as putting these matches together. Uh, I think in the uh, coming weeks, we're going to have uh, <clears throat> a little bit of chicanery going on. But uh, well, you'd have to. Say, so far, <laughs> yeah, I see what's going so on. <laughs> far, he's, yeah, so far he's been doing a pretty good job. 
A little bit of shenanigans had to be expected from him because <laughs> you've seen him do it at ringside. And uh, that's, yeah, <laughs> there, there's going to be some good matches, folks. Stick around. Uh, talking about the next match is the, uh, the tag team match between the Medics and Freezing Quackers. And this is a matchup we haven't seen in a while. I'm pretty sure that these, these guys have tangled before. There's definitely no lo- love lost between CSE and Bunkhouse. Uh, but in this case, you have two perfectly paired doctors, or so they say. I'm not letting them take my temperature. Fuck that. But uh, they're going up against uh, what I can only describe as an odd couple is that you got one tough cold calculated professional of pain uh, paired with a, a goofy latex wearing freak show uh, it has to be tough for any self-respecting team to take these two seriously and that's often uh, another team's mistake yeah well you gotta take i mean you gotta take the snowman seriously uh, the guy he's all about it but uh you know you talk about that duck i don't know <laughs> he doesn't take himself seriously so how are you supposed to take him serious i don't know you can't take somebody seriously wearing flippers and fucking zippers. Well, hey, I'm, uh, I find out firsthand, and I still have some nightmares about that, and I don't really want to relive it. Uh, tell, tell you the truth. Zippers on a latex. What the fuck, serious? Ah, anyway. oh, <laughs> I'm still going to give credit to Snowman. We, we saw him give it 100% as he does. Uh, the duck was more of a punching bag most of the match. He got beat around early on, uh, but Snowman was all business. Uh, that one thing he did notice that we have a problem with was locking in that snow cone. We saw it twice. He slapped it on. I believe uh, Colin got it uh, twice. Uh, as, as many times we saw him break out of it. Uh, do you think this is a testament to, to the toughness of Colin? I, I've never seen I've never seen him in a, in a submission match, but I, after this, I have to think that he'd be a pretty tough competitor. Or do you think maybe the snowman was just really tr- struggling to get that locked in? Well, I think one thing you can look at is you look at uh, the Nicomedics, and of course, they're part of CSE, and let's not forget, uh, in an Inner Horseman Championship match, uh, the Snowman uh, applied that move to Corporal Punishment, I think, several times that he broke out of it, so maybe there was a little strategy going in. They kind of know a little weakness, and then uh, Chaz gave him some tips. Hey, if he tries to slap it on you, do this, you'll be able to get out of it, so. It's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, because I'm thinking like the, the, the special trick, you know, if somebody put hand, puts handcuffs on you, you try to like fatten your wrist up so that the, the it's easy to slide the handcuffs on. I think after after Cor- Corporal had some some information on that, say if he if he starts to get this on you, do this with your elbow or, or twist your shoulder that way, and uh, you'll be able to. He won't be able to lock it in on you. So yeah, that's that's a good call on that one. Um, at the end of the match, this was, this was a shocker. I'll be totally honest with you. Time and time again, we, we've seen matches take a sudden left turn, and it's over before you know it. And this was definitely one of those. The duck had just kicked out of a pin. Rope assisted at that. I, I, I think, uh, was it Papshmir was on top of him uh, using that rope. Uh, but the duck whips Papshmir to the corner and then serves him up a, an eat a duck. And uh, all it took was one. In the pin attempt, boom, it was over. Um, if you had to point the finger at anything, it would have to be, I think the mask he was wearing, because I mean, I don't need to tell you that, that smell will, will just soak into anything. It's like garbage juice. And, uh, I don't think Pax, Pax could get enough oxygen that he needed to kick out of that. Yeah, certainly. This is one of those matches. Uh, the medics dominated. I mean, from, from the opening bell to the last two minutes, they, they dominated this match. Uh, I was, I was very shocked. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't be, as, as I said, they, they were the, defense, you know, they, they, they had those titles. Gene, will you shut up with a dog? <laughs> he's teasing the dog again. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's probably breathing that vodka breath on him. I don't know. <laughs> Getting the dog all drunk. Great. Contact. But, drunk. but anyway, you know, it, it, it was, it, oh, dear Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Gene, leave the they damn were, dog alone. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But uh, former champions, uh, they, they're, they're no slouches there in the ring. And uh, 
I, I was just in a state of shock that that match ended that quickly. I thought for sure he'd be able to kick out of that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he's back up to using that uh, chloroform on the Tampax again. I have no idea. But, uh, <laughs> before you know it, hey, you know, that just shows you how quickly things can turn in the, in the HWA. Uh, you go is the Chaz's favorite exp- expression from the penthouse to the outhouse. And <laughs> they went from the penthouse to smelling the outhouse, I guess. And that's what happened. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, shit. Let's go ahead and get to this. Uh, my favorite match of the night, easily. Uh, it's the Inner Horseman title, Concrete versus Bufu. We talked about how Concrete had been on fire since he returned. Uh, but uh, I didn't even uh, get a chance to speak of that because the beginning of the match was not had nothing to do with Bufu. It had nothing to do with Concrete. The last person I expected to see was Big Sid. Uh, mainly because he, I thought he was in jail, but apparently the word of that million dollar bounty, and I was, I wasn't taking it seriously. I thought it was some kind of joke, but uh, yeah, that mil- million dollar bounty, the, the word of it has must have spread far and wide, and uh, it seems like Ludius was was really going to have to be watching his back on this. Yeah, I tell you, I was surprised to see Big Sid. I thought he was doing uh, you know twenty to twenty five, but uh, I don't know how he got out. Maybe maybe the liberal lawyer did something for him. You know, he seems to be good at doing stuff like that, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Gluteus, he kind of took a bit of a pound in there, and, you know, Chaz says he didn't put a bounty out on him, and I'm not going to I'm not gonna say he's a liar, and, but there's <laughs> certainly something going on, I'll tell you that much, and uh, uh, I feel bad for Gluteus Maximus because if somebody is putting the price on his head, that uh, he's going to have a tough time defending that title when the time comes. There's going to be a lot of takers on that offer, I'll tell you that. Uh, anyway, let's, let's get to the match here. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about in this match because it was basically just a really short one. Uh, of all the matches I expected to be a bridge, this was not the one. All right, there was a moment in the middle of the match I do want to mention. I spoke with Keys backstage, and he mentioned, I asked him about, you know, you put the hands on concrete to, to help him up or do whatever. He made clear that it wasn't anything malicious, nor was it friendly. He wasn't helping him up. Uh, he, he wasn't trying to beat him up or anything like that. But uh, in fact, he's just—he was just a rather antsy person. Uh, he knew that the title wouldn't be won outside the ring, so he just basically wanted to get concrete, his get him on his feet, get him back in the ring where uh, the uh, he can win. Nervous man, Keys is. Uh, maybe maybe switch to decaf or something. Yeah, well, we always seen it before. Uh, he borrowed a page out of Chaz's book. We've <laughs> seen Chaz uh, help wrestlers back into the ring, if you will. Uh, when they seem to be uh, uh, kind of uh, at wit's end or whatever. But, yeah, it was nothing, uh, you know, there were no uh, no blows exchange. I uh, didn't get his hand caught in concrete song, much like <laughs> the poor Saul. So, uh, yeah, just managed to toss him back in there. No harm, no foul. Rue kind of let it go. And, uh, you know, I will. I, I want to say one thing. You know, thus far this season, I mean, Kangaroo Jones, has done, he's, I think he's done a fantastic job uh, refereeing. Um, you know, he's allowed some stuff to go on. Uh, unless you're Mr. Fugu, then he, he doesn't take any shit off you at all and tosses you. <laughs> Maybe he got food poisoning at Fugu's restaurant one time. I, He's I don't a- know. I, I, yeah, I really don't know what his problem with Fugu is because, I mean, uh, I've, I've never even seen – Fugu's never put hands on anybody, but he keeps getting thrown out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he lets he – let, as long as it's not egregious or anything that will affect the outcome of the match, I think he lets it uh, – tries to be able to and, and like I said, especially in, in title matches, uh, I, I think he wants the, the, the matches, the, the title to be de- to be won by the better man, and he wants to be decided by the competitors in the ring, not all the schadenfreude that goes on outside the ring. Right. Well, along the lines of uh, keeping the foot on the gas for this match, uh, it, that, that's something that Bufu needed, knew he needed to do. Uh, concrete may be older. Uh, he's definitely had has better cardio than Bufu. You get that, still got that spare tire. Concrete built like a brick shit house. Uh, the longer the match went on, the more likely it was to slip away from Bufu. And knowing this, uh, double duty was essential. 
Bufu landed the scary go round once with a pin. Uh, concrete kicked out of that, but in a flash. It didn't take, I've never seen him move so fast. He was right up there for a second one, and that was the ticket. A uh, three count, and Bufu as the Inner Horseman champion. He is once again, and I think he probably has one more defense uh, against this before we get to, to that time, but uh, we are likely to see him. If it provided he can hold it tight one more time, he is going to be defending that title at Hella Blue. Yeah, it was a great effort. And, you know, if you remember uh, when we were reviewing this match last week, uh, I think this was where the cunningness of Chaz came in. Uh, when I said he didn't do concrete any any favors having him wrestle two weeks in a row. Right. Uh, let's not forget, you know, the previous week he was in a pretty brutal match against uh, uh, Damian Bloodlust and Keys. And, uh, you know, and, and like you said, he's up there in years. And he had to go back-to-back weeks. Uh, maybe a little bit of the stamina was down. Maybe it was a little bit worn down and. uh if we took advantage of it and uh, could be well on his way to defending at the pay-per-view. Well, we are going to see, and uh, the, the picture is going to start developing over the next few weeks, uh, starting, of course, with uh, Show 76 coming up here. We just had, had the uh, the diamond anniversary, I guess, which would be Show 75. Uh, but Show 76, lots of action for you coming up. We've got the exhibition match. Uh, Lan- for, we're going to see him, Lance Butkus. Uh, that was the guy with the, 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 the tan guy, as I called him, uh, with the with the on the back of his shorts. Uh, he's going to be going up against Spooge. And, well, like I said, I, I imagine Lance Butkus has a strength. He's, he's been uh, match many matches uh, with his, his partner. And, uh, but I think uh, it's, it's a different thing. It's like, you know, you can play college football, but no matter how good you are, once you get to the NFL, it's a whole different game. And uh, Spooge has been here long enough that uh, I think he's going to take uh, Lance to the, uh, <laughs> he's, he's going to give him a smack on that little kiss mark on his, on his shorts there. I think he'd beat his ass. Well, I'm, I'm going to take Spooge. And I'll tell you what, I, I, and, and I'm not reading anything into this and, and it's nothing based on nothing that I've heard, but you know, uh, we, we all thought that Spooge was going to kind of pick up the mantle uh, for the ass clown coming there and, and kind of, you know, try to take leadership and, and be the guy that rose to the top. Well, he kind of got caught in the, uh, in the, in, in the uh, jet stream, if you will. And uh, Bufu went by him and now he's a, t- he's a champion and you bring in Damian Bloodlust and he's the number one contender for the world title. So I think Spooge may feel a little bit slighted. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right now. And uh, I think he's going to, well, I think he's going to try to put on his best effort and, and try to get Key's uh, uh, confidence back. Uh, so I look for him to put on a pretty good dominating performance here and, uh, and, get, and get a victory and uh, try to uh, get himself into that top 10 and perhaps uh, get himself a title shot before the pay-per-view comes up. Yeah, as long as he's in the power rankings, anything can happen. Uh, you get you get shoved up there, and you have your opportunity. So that would be, be a good time for Spooge to turn up the, the heat of the afterburner. Uh, after that, we got the tag team, uh, tag title, Hell in a Cell. Tag, no, not tag title. It's just a regular tag team, Hell in a Cell match. It's going to be uh, Corporal Punishment and Fuzz Pigman, Law and Disorder, I think I called them. Uh, and, uh, they're going to be going up against bandit <laughs> Smokey and the bandit, uh, and Mr. Q who, uh, corporal is very familiar with, uh, this match. I, I don't, it, it, you got chemistry, you got to talk chemistry, uh, and corporal and fuzz. They know what the hell they're doing. Bandit and Mr. Q that I think they're just going to be bobbling all over the place, trying to figure out what the hell the other one's doing. But, uh, yeah, it is going to be, it's tornado rules, uh, in that cell. And we're just going to see what happens. Uh, but I think corporal and fuzz, uh, have the definite advantage on this one. Yeah, that was my question. Is it a classic tag or is it a tornado tag? But, uh, you know, one thing you can't do is I always say you can't let the it, it get to a brawl with the bandit. But I guess that's probably what's going to end up happening here. And whenever you have to, uh, tornado rules, uh, you know, the corporal and fuzz on paper, you'd say, hey, these guys, they, they should make quick work of these two. But, uh, you know, fuzz hasn't been himself. Uh, the corporal, he's been on a roll lately. Uh, he's up there in the rankings. Uh, this is a coin toss for me. I'm, I'm going to take the corporal and fuzz just because. 
uh, you know, I'm not going with anybody from the uh, West Coast Alliance or Bunkhouse Productions. And, All, right. So. All right. So we got that uh, double pair, pair of, uh, of mutual picks here. We got uh, going on to is, the next. Now, is this, a, is, this, is this the next one a typo? <laughs> Unfortunately for Saul, no, it isn't. He wishes it was a typo. Uh, it is going to be a manager's title match. I heard Saul has, has left the country, <laughs> but uh, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get him back for, for the title match. Uh, manager's title match, Saul Goldberg going up against Joe Petito. <laughs> okay, Saul Goldberg, one in a billion shot. This is not going to be that one. <laughs> He's going to go in there. He's going to have his nuts beaten and bruised and rattled and everything like that. He's going to be beating his own head off the, off the pillow in the, in the corner to try to make himself bleed just to get the hell out of it. But uh, I, I'm sure he'll get some moves in. He'll, he'll, he'll try hard, but th- there's just no way he's going to win this match. <laughs> I'm sorry, Saul. But, uh, yeah, jo- Joe's going to Joe's gonna take you take you to town. Let me tell you, I have a better better chance of getting a date with Salma Hayek than Saul Goldberg has <laughs> of winning this match. Uh, I'll tell you, it's – it's it's uh it's gonna be ugly. Uh, all I can say is, Saul, brother, you better wear yourself a titanium cup or something. Protect those jewels if you want to have a family. <laughs> He's gonna need to wear like a a steel yarmulke down there. Maybe <laughs> you got something uh, something I like don't. that. Uh, you know, and the thing is, you can't be he can't be mad at Chaz. They, I mean, the, the board said, Saul, you're you have a manager's license. You're getting thrown in the rotation and. Well, it was his time. If he's smart, he'll just lay down and take the pin and not take the pounding. But th- that wouldn't be very entertaining. So well, if he was smart, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even show up and just be counted out. <laughs> that, that could very well be uh, his strategy. We'll have to see if he, if he, if he has the balls. Uh, come on, Saul. Get, don't let us down. We want to see a good show. Uh, let's talk about the handicap tornado match after that. Here we go. <laughs> Here's the, here we talked about Chaz having a little fun with the schedule, and uh, I think this is, is the first sign of uh, uh, much fun for him. Uh, it's going to be Aaron Varhola in a handicap match against Nigel Zark and Hiram Lipschitz. <laughs> there, there's really nothing to pick here. You, you, you try to pick is how long is he going to last? I think it's about the only question uh, that you can put out to this. I mean, Nigel and Hiram just going to tear him apart. But uh, Aaron's tough. He's, he's a tough wrestler, so uh, I imagine he'll, he'll he'll put up a good fight. But yeah, this is just this is just a, a comic relief uh, type of effort here for this uh, this next uh, next show coming up. Well, I think Chad put this match together uh, for his good friend Keys. <laughs> that very well may be. Get a little payback for him, and uh, you know. But uh, yeah, how can you pick the megalomaniac in this one? He's going up, uh, Jesus Christ, against almost a thousand pounds on the other side of the ring. For God's sake, right? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for uh, for Aaron, he's got to wrestle this just like Saul does. But in the end, we might have a bit bit more of a competitive match. It is going to be the tag team tele or tag team title. Yes. Uh, well, I was going to put television in there for some reason. No, it's a tag team title. That's enough tease. Uh, another a trailer. Of course, Trailer Park Posse. They're going to be going up against FU Incorporated. And uh, Trailer Park Posse, hit, hit and miss team uh, at best. Uh, sometimes they'll come out and they'll just d- destroy. Uh, if they're amped up on crank correctly, uh, uh, sometimes they might be coming down from blah, 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 and they get their asses kicked and... I think FU Incorporated, uh, seeing them, uh, they're, there's, uh, it, it, they're an odd couple too. Uh, they're the, the ones, uh, from, from Iran, uh, you got the Katungi from, uh, I, I'm not sure where in Africa he is as, as deep historicist Africa. I know that much, but, uh, yeah, somehow those two work together really, really well. And I, I think they're going to actually be defending those titles, uh, against the trailer park posse. Uh, all they got to do is focus and, uh, take care of business. Yeah. As long as they don't allow Joe come, come in and give a triple power bomb to somebody, I think, uh, <laughs> if you incorporate and you're right about you know, the, the team of Katungi and, and the Steel Salt. And you, you know, they're kind of like Doritos and coffee. You don't think they'd go well together, but damn it, they do. <laughs> I'll tell you. 
<laughs> Never tried. Yeah, or cold pizza and coffee. I'll tell you, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to go against him. That, that the salt, and he just he's a nut. I'll tell you what, I Jesus, I uh, him and Katungi have been barred from more restaurants around the country. Than I think almost anybody. <laughs> they, they, they bore them. They even when you give them a microphone, the FCC is like, ah, uh-uh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. <laughs> not, not allowing. Well, I'll tell that. you. You know, my, my, my favorite one. Uh, you know, you were there to witness the carnage. It was after uh, after Horseman Mania in New York mm-hmm. when, when uh, Chaz had the after party at that fancy restaurant, and uh, you you witnessed what happened. It, it, it was, uh, Gene of all people <laughs> ends up coming in with Fu Incorporated. They're all drunk. <laughs> they insult the Mater D. He's telling them that they, that they got to leave, and then all of a sudden, the Sultan puts them in the clutch and says, "I'll make you humble." Gene starts <laughs> dropping elbows on him, and Katungi's running around beating his belly, stealing food off people's plates. It was a scene. I'm telling you, it was crazy. <laughs> I was a witness to reason- that. I was happy to be. <laughs> oh, the only reason they weren't arrested was Chaz made a very large donation to the. Uh, New York uh, City Police Department uh, Retirement Fund. <laughs> one of the biggest donations I think they've ever gotten to date. And uh, they, they got some rich folks out there, but uh, Chaz took care of But yeah, so uh, I'm going to, hey, I'll, I'll go with those two lunatics. Why not? All right. So it looks like a pretty clean card coming up here. No no big surprises on, unless they, they t- decide to surprise us, as we've seen uh, in this past show, some, uh, some really good ones. Uh, after that, uh, we have uh, uh, some other things coming up, but I'm not going to spoil. But uh, suffice to say that uh, you're going to want to subscribe. You go to the hwarules.com, uh, click that click that subscribe button. I just bit my damn tongue. Uh, click the, the the reminder bell. You'll get the emails and uh, notifications about that. You might have to turn on notifications. Go into your settings and, and check it out if you if you're not already. But uh, th- this is uh, of course uh, Anchor.fm slash HWA Rules, the uh, HWA Radio podcast for you. Hitting show number. 50 big proud moment for us and uh with that i guess uh any, any closing words there cr no hell 50 nice milestone uh let's just keep them going looking forward to uh finishing up this season uh, hell I'm, I'm getting really excited for the pay-per-view i hope we have some uh, really good matches and uh i hope uh, the west coast alliance is involved in none of them <laughs> well i'm sure they'll be involved in at least a little something for you but uh yeah it's it's, it's a great show here and uh, thanks for all, all spread the word uh, it's an easy hwarules.com how, how hard is that just spread it around uh, but anyway for, for keys and CR here we'll talk to you soon 